What is up, streamers? Just want to let you guys know we got a new time slot, new station for the show on WMUC. We are now on FM 88.1 if you're in College Park. Uh, and you can still listen on the app. It's just going to be on the FM stream now. And we're now at 5 p.m. instead of 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so, yeah, it's the first show from that time slot. Enjoy. Hi, this is Joey Ramone of the Ramones. And you can hear the best in rock and roll right here on WMUC FM in College Park, FM 88. How's that? Sounds good. He's wired in. Sorry? He's wired in. Is he? Yes. How about now? You're still wired in? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. I don't know what you're going to steal the Declaration of Independence. I don't come from you. Yeah. This is Joe Lennon of the Hey, hey, ho, 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 here we freaking go. It is Christmas Eve, everybody, December 24th, 2020. Uh, fun fact, you know that two days before Christmas is called Christmas Adam. Um, I don't know. Anyway, by the way, I'm your host, Amir K. Um, we've got a great show for you today. Um, let's get right into it with the College Park Headlines, brought to you by the Diamond News from the Diamond New UMD dorms to be named for former students who broke racial barriers. That's right, those two dorms uh, that they're building where the old soccer fields used to be, uh, they're going to be Whittle Johnson Hall, and they're going to be Peon Chen Hall. Um, you can read more about that online. That's Eric Newwarden's article. You want to park on Beachwood Road? Well... Well, you're kind of screwed now. You got to get some parking permits for that. College Park City Council unanimously approving the parking restrictions. Uh, that's from Claire Neal. And the saga of UMD tenants and comments versus the university. Um, so the tenants wanted to get their leases terminated due to the COVID pandemic. Uh, looks like they finally got into some kind of agreement with Medco and students will be getting credit for that. So um, congratulations to UMD tenants. Uh, they're doing great work and keep it up. Um, that's Jonathan Tercasio's article online. But yeah, on with the show. Merry Christmas Eve, everybody. Um, if you can guess the theme of the music today, I wonder what it will be. Uh, you'll get nothing. Maybe a DM from me. We'll see. Um, when we come back, we'll be talking to broadcast journalist uh, Zach Solon, recent graduate. Um, and yeah, let's listen to some wham. Just still catch my eye Tell me baby Do you 
start a startup with other startups at Startup Shell. Get started at StartupShell.org. All right, welcome back. You are listening to 88.1 WMUC College Park. By the way, I'm your host, Amir K, and uh, joining us is the king of UMD broadcast journalism himself, Zach Solon. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good, man. What's going on? Nothing much. Congrats on graduating. I know uh, winter winter commencement was just this past week. Uh, how do you how do you feel, man? I don't feel any different. So you know, I have a job lined up, but it's funny. I've said over the past, I guess it's been three days now since commencement. <laughs> each of these past three days, I woke up at my parents' house. I don't have a job right now. I I do nothing all day. I'm not in school, <laughs> so it feels weird. Obviously, the holidays are coming, but I've got nothing to do in between now and then. The life, yeah. So. Yeah. You recently you uh, recently finished doing uh, you know executive producing the Left Bench. Um, you're working for the Capital News Service, um, and of course you're moving to WECT, and that's in uh, Wilmington, North Carolina, right? Yeah. Um, so first question I got: uh, What does W like ECT? Like I know in DC we got WJLA. What does that stand for? Was so I can't tell you exactly what it comes to. So when all these state when the, the radio first came on, you had call letters. WMUC, like WMUC like is one of them. Can you tell me what MUC means? No, I have no clue. So I don't actually know what WECT, like what those four letters break down to. I do know the first letter, though. Uh, the first letter W is any station east of the Mississippi, and then any station west of the Mississippi starts with a K. So when I was applying to jobs, I knew where it was. Obviously, I knew where it was, but you know exactly if it's on the if it's out west, on the west side of the Mississippi River, it starts with a K. If it's on this side, the east side, it starts with a W. Is it any any reason for that, or just I have no clue. This goes back to like the beginnings yeah. of radio, you know, like the telegram. People are going in, they're like beep 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 beep. Yeah, like the first yeah, the first radio stations is what it goes back to. So radio, television, if they're called call letters, like their call signal is what mm. it uh, what it comes into. I, I don't know anything past that. Is that a uh, is that an ABC? Is that a Fox? Is that an NBC affiliate? Which one? So, what are your right? colors? <laughs> so you know me. So I'm from New York. You're from from DC. We'll say for the purpose. Shout out. I'm from Jersey. You're from Maryland. But <laughs> but like we're used to being in big markets like the DC and the and the New York markets. So NBC owns NBC Four in our areas, right? Right. As you go to smaller markets like Wilmington, North Carolina, even as you know as small as like. Roanoke, Virginia. I'm trying to think of examples here, but I really can't. The The news station there, the local news, is going to be owned by a bigger parent company. In my case, it's Gray Television, um, but other ones you might know are called Nexstar, Sinclair Broadcast uh, Group. They all own a conglomerate, not a conglomerate, they own a group of stations. So Gray owns about 120 to 140 stations uh, throughout the country that are then affiliated with these networks. So my station is actually affiliated with both NBC and Fox. So they do seven and a half hours of live news a day. I think five of those are on NBC and then two and a half are on Fox. I'm not sure exactly with that. I'll learn more once I get down there, but that's kind of how it works. So like it'll be WEC T News at, at 5 a.m., 6 a.m. And then they'll do a 7 a.m. broadcast on the Fox channel with the same people. Um, but that's how it works down there. You're never going to get that up here because in a big market like New York or DC, Fox owns Fox, NBC owns NBC, ABC owns ABC. They're called O and O, owned and operated. Uh, um, I wanted to ask about you know we've been buddies for a while, and you always talk about you have your news voice and your regular speaking voice. 
Um, could you like walk us through how you prepare for if you're calling a sports game or if you're doing a broadcast, do you do any la 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 like <laughs> those kind of exercises? Funny. So like when I did like theater in high school, like obviously like that's what you had to do. And like people always said to me, like not even maybe not high school, high school, I kind of stopped doing it. But in like middle school, they'd be like, oh, do you want to be like an actor one day? And I was like, no, like I really didn't enjoy it that much. Like it was fun. I hated singing. I can't sing. So, but like that was the only opportunity. So like once you I got can to- everyone can sing, Zach. Come on. <laughs> like once we got to high school, I would mostly just do the plays and not like the musicals because I like being on stage and whatnot. And then the musicals, like you did have to do that kind of vocal warm-up stuff. And then somebody asked me a few weeks ago, they were like, your broadcast voice, which frankly, I don't even notice that I ever have. Like you've <laughs> talked to me, like you've listened to me, so you notice a difference. But like right now, I'm just talking to you. So I don't notice wow, anything different. The show doesn't even get the respect of the broad. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm this playing. is not though. This is a talk show. Like that's what you I'm playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Broadcast is different. So you you asked me about preparation. Right. So as far as vocal warm-ups, no. Like I don't do anything, you know, as what it is. When I was starting out though, I did have to like, you know, practice, especially doing sports. Like you have to know about the sport. You have to know the flow of the game. And then you change your voice, I guess, like to match that. So, like, if it's a blowout, right, and I'm doing a baseball game, it's the sixth inning, and they're losing by 16 runs, I'm not going to be like, oh, and here's the next pitch. You know, I'll be a little more somber with it. I'll, I'll be having a conversation with someone about the next game, you know, looking forward. I'm going to be like, and there's a strike. Well, I like, and then we'll continue the conversation. Your best Joe Buck impersonation, basically. <laughs> Joe Buck. Well, Joe Buck, my favorite. You like Joe Buck? Player. Yeah, I wanted your I favorite. like him. I like him for baseball. I think he's fantastic. And for football, I think, you know, he's not the best. Um, I don't know who is. Jim Nance is great. Kevin Harlan's great. Um, Joe Buck, though, I mean, I always liked him. I, I, he's got that big game voice. You know, you associate him with some of the best moments of all time. So Joe Buck, though, my favorite story of his, he's told it on some talk shows, is how one time he had to pee during a broadcast, but couldn't. Oh, I never thought about that. Yeah, what do you, what do, you do? That I've never had to worry. There's never been a time. Like, I've had to rush like in between innings in baseball, like a long baseball game. I'll right. like go into the bathroom. I'll tell them like, hey, I'm the radio broadcaster. Like I got to go. So like they'll let me to the front if there's like a line. But no, Joe Buck once like he couldn't leave and he like he couldn't miss a play. And he actually someone handed him like a bottle, like a water bottle. And he said like he peed into a water bottle and uh... he called the touchdown. So I don't know if that's <laughs> epic for WBC. Going digs. Uh, side line <laughs> that relief you get yeah <laughs> that's he never said which maybe he said it in his book i didn't read his book but he was like promoting his book but he, i don't know which touchdown it was but like i wonder if someone could actually do that research and find it <laughs> so you did uh you know a lot of sports commenting for the terps um over your umd career if you will um what do you what would you say voice of maryland baseball by the way shout out yeah. Uh, what would you say was the craziest, like your, your best call? doesn't even have to be the best play. Just what, what do you think your best? Yeah, so call there's, is? there's different between like my best calls, which is where like, cause a call is not rehearsed. A lot of people right. will always say like, Oh, like Joe Buck didn't have a good call when the Nats won the world series. Well, he didn't know what he was going <laughs> like, to say. Yeah. He didn't know it was going to be a strikeout. Like he doesn't know, you know? And like, that's the thing is like, I never rehearse anything. I don't have any calls like, you know, this is what I'm going to say if he hits a home run here. Because that's the last thing you want to do is prepare for something. Because the second you do in play-by-play, the opposite is going to happen. So I guess one of my favorite calls, the one you and I were talking about off the air, is uh, 
my AJ Lee two years ago hit a walk off home run late in the season for Maryland. Um, and that helped send them to the playoffs. So that was big. A 1 0 pitch. Line in the air, left field, going back, Wayland, track, wall. That ball is gone. Terps win. Terps win. AJ Lee, a walk off home run. This one is over. 8 6, Maryland wins. AJ Lee, the Terps captain, he's coming home. Tosses the helmet in the air, and this one is over. Um, yeah, I got some other ones. Uh, th just this past year, uh, football, there was no fans in the stands, but I was there, and Maryland and Minnesota, the night before Halloween, went to overtime, and Minnesota missed the extra point. Maryland won in overtime, so I really like my call for that one, too. Otherwise, like, I don't keep, like, you know, a chart of them. I do keep a chart of all the games I've called, but that's just fun. So all in college, at Maryland, you wonder, I did 101. Oh, okay. I wanted to ask you, um, since we're on the topic of, you know, preparation, stuff like that. I hear play-by-play -play commentators or color commentators always just have a random facts that they just pull up like during a game. Um, do you research those ahead of time? Do you have like a cheat sheet that comes up for every player when they do something or? So that's what it comes to is like, when it comes to like doing Maryland sports, obviously my freshman year. So before each broadcast uh, for baseball, it's different because baseball, I'll bring up like a couple facts on each player, but they give you for every sport, the live stats, like, like the statistics that I keep open on like either my computer or like my iPad, they have like the player's batting average to the minute, like how, how many hits they have, how many strikeouts, like how many runners are on base and what they do with it. Like that, those stats are given to you um, as a broadcaster. So like during a, a batter, I'll look at him and be like, ah, oh, he's hitting 343 on the seat. Like I'm, that I don't memorize that. Right. Uh, but then like Maryland, like when I was younger, like a freshman and sophomore, I would like research all this stuff and like learn, but like it, it was almost like studying in a way. So before every game, let's say basketball, I make a full chart that obviously we're on radio. So I'm just going to have to explain it. Yeah, yeah. It's got obviously like the, the record, their coaches and every player with their stats, plus like three or four big storylines, because that's what you look for, in a, especially a radio broadcast. What's the story here? Because you could tell play-by-play, -play, but you got to paint a picture. So what's the story going to be? Last year, Jalen Smith, right? He played Iowa. First game against them, really bad. Second game, how is he going to do better? And you see, so like in the first game, I'll come bring up a couple facts. Like at this many minutes, he only had two points. Now he's got four. He was guarded by this guy. They switched him to this guy. It's the story. Why did they do that? Why did they do this? And you work that into your broadcast because that's what makes people interested. You're not interested if I'm just telling you that guys are throwing a ball at a hoop. You know that's happening. You want to know why it's happening. So that's kind of what it comes down to. So I make a whole chart with all that stuff. And then in the pros, if you're doing play-by-play, -play, you'll have someone like, you know, throw stats at you. Be like, oh, like bring this up, bring this up. Me, I got to do it on my own. So a lot of times for WMUC, what we do is one guy will be on play-by-play -play for let's say the first half, the other guy's on color. The guy on color, he'll chime in from time to time, but mostly he's doing that kind of research, mm -hmm. you know, Googling like when was the last time this guy had this many points, throwing up and then he'll be like, tap me on the shoulder and point to it. And I'll be like, yeah, last time he had 30 points was this game. And I'll remember that game because I watched it. So I could be like, oh, yeah. Right. Stuff um, like that. Just for, for listeners at home that aren't familiar, play-by-play -play is essentially the person that goes digs, sideline, touchdown, and then the color color commentator is like Tony Romo during Sundays. <laughs> That's another problem, which I just noticed I'm doing, is I talk too fast. That's been my one thing that I've always been working on. Uh, don't worry. It's Soccer commentators got it down anyway. So maybe exactly. <laughs> like you got to always slow it down. The game, 
should never move. You should never move faster than the game. And a lot of times, you know, you get ahead of yourself. If someone pulls up for a three and I'll be like, he pulls up for three and then he'll airball it. And then you can't be like, <laughs> and he airballs it. You gotta be like, and he's, so you'd be like, he pulls up for three. Then if he hits it, you go good. You know, you, that's where you add the speed, mm. the inflection. Doesn't go rebound. Bosh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Back up. Allen history. pointer. <laughs> oh, go. Oh man. I've been on TikTok too much. too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're approaching 12 minutes. We got to get hit our first music break. Um, if you can guess the theme of the music today. Um, can I guess it? Like I you asking, me? asking the listeners. Well, you were going to, I was going to play your song that you picked today. Oh, um, great. Oh, then I hope Jeremy Bloom is listening. Yeah. You're, um, it was this, you want to tell the audience what, what, what we've Yeah. Got so Amir asked me to pick a song and it was the song I was listening to at the time, which was Santa Claus is coming to town by Bruce Springsteen. So if this show is debuting on Christmas <laughs> Eve, Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> Let's go. Merry Christmas Eve, everybody. We'll be right back. It's all cold down along the beach. And the wind's whipping down the boardwalk. And man, you guys know what time it is. all been good and practicing real hard yeah clients you've been you've been rehearsing real hard now so santa bring you a new saxophone right everybody out there been good or what oh that's not many not many you guys are in trouble out here <laughs> and you better watch out you better not cry you better not bow i'm telling you why say
Welcome back. You are listening to 88.1 WMUC College Park. Back here with Zach Solon, broadcast journalism, former student at UMD. Shout out for graduating. Also, shout out friend of the show, Harry Huntley from episode two, episode three, I believe, with agriculture. Um, he, uh, he graduated as well. So uh, you guys want to give him a shout out? Yeah. but <laughs> Yeah, dude. I was like really excited to see Harry graduate. Uh, it was fantastic. Did but I had a recruiter message me on LinkedIn a couple months ago, no just kidding. out of the blue, and say you're exactly the major we're looking for uh, in the cannabis industry. <laughs> no, Harry's Harry's a good friend of ours. <laughs> Happy for him. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, mutual friend. Um, so, talking about sports journalism, right? You ever uh, given a call like airball or something? We we, we mentioned it a little bit before. Um, and you're like, oh no, that was incorrect. How do you like? How do you make up that? Make That's up that the thing with mistakes in in play by play, TV or radio, because it is different for both. But on TV, they can catch your mistake. You know, if I say someone airballed it, but it hit the rim, or right. it actually in, they see. Wait, no, he got that wrong. So it's much easier. You can never dwell on it. You don't want the audience or your listener to know that you really screwed up. So the biggest thing that always happens for me is baseball radio. Where I am at, at the Maryland baseball stadium, I'm at a tough angle to see like what's a ball and what's a strike. I've watched so many games there that I think I got the hang of it. So like when a pitch is thrown, it crosses the plate. I'll know it's a strike, but you always wait for the umpire. That's the key. In any sport, you wait for the official. Mm. They're the ones who makes the decision, not you. So sometimes I'll see a pitch. I'll think it looks really good. I'll be like, there's a strike. And then the umpire calls it a ball. So I'll sit, I'll let it breathe for about a second. And then I'll go, excuse me, umpire called that one a ball. So the count is one and oh, you never dwell on it. You say, excuse me, correction, like correct, like quick correction. Mm -hmm. Like if I say the score is five to two and it's actually, you know, five to one. And I realize it a second later, I'll be like, I want to correct that. The score is five to one Maryland. And that's it. You just move past it. And that's why you never have to worry about it. Nobody is perfect. If you sit down and listen to Jim Nance, Joe Buck, do a whole game, you're going to catch two or three mistakes they make. Like it happens. Um, but they move on from it. You know, yeah. they'll correct it. Sometimes they don't even correct it. And then you'll <laughs> go on Twitter or I don't use Reddit, but you know, that's where oh, I always I love Reddit. Big Reddit guy. I feel like you're a Reddit guy. I've you, never been. What? That I'm like, lonely? Is Reddit. that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I don't know what kind of people use it. The only time I've ever lonely gone people on, use Reddit. <laughs> only time I've ever gone on Reddit is when the UMD Wi-Fi is down, but my phone still works. <laughs> and I need to see when it's going back up. People on Reddit always have the answer. <laughs> so it's the only time that I've ever uh -huh. used Reddit. Or like sometimes for like Yankees game threads, my friend told me to check out because people are funny in there. 
But like, you know, I use Twitter for that kind of stuff. I'm a Twitter guy through it. Uh, yeah. At Zach. <laughs> at btw underscore wmuc um that's another thing i get my blue check from this new job but i don't know i don't want to whoa okay okay mr hotshot you'll be the first blue check guest we've had on this show so uh <laughs> well now i got <laughs> do i have to start like charging for appearance <laughs> i i put i recently put in my twitter bio you know how um like uh politically correct political pundits they always put uh you know views expressed are not my own no, views expressed are my. Yeah, you said, all you said, all views are not my own. <laughs> yeah, I changed. I changed my Twitter bio to all views are not my own. So, um, <laughs> let's see about Funny. that. I uh, yeah, some some companies when you work for them, I'm sure you know this from your like government jobs, will sometimes make you say that. But I mean, not WMUC. This is a free speech enterprise. All right, we uh, free form radio, baby. This is a free but, advertisement. But all views are still not your own. Yes, none of my views are my own. People who listen to the show should know this. <laughs> um, so I wanted to ask you, what made you get into kind of broadcast journalism and or maybe specifically sports journalism? Yeah, so I've always wanted to go into like reporting, like television reporting, anchoring, broadcasting. Um, that kind of developed in like high school. I don't know if it was from theater, from playing sports. You know, I, did, I was a baseball player in high school and then before, not a good one, but one nonetheless. So um, I guess I was look, when I was looking for colleges, I knew I wanted to go into journalism. So I was looking at schools that had good journalism programs and just good schools. I never had like a top school. I just knew I wanted to get out of New Jersey. So I applied to Maryland. <laughs> As and, many do. Now I'm playing. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. So I eventually landed on Maryland, um, got a bit of a scholarship from them too, which helped. Nice. And obviously don't regret it in the slightest, you know, best three and a half years of my life. But uh, nice. the journalism school was fantastic at Maryland. The opportunities I've had there from the day I walked in were great. And then I knew I wanted to go into, into news reporting or sports. I wasn't sure. Obviously I'm a huge sports guy and know a lot. So, but the easiest thing to get on camera experience as a freshman is to do sports and do the left bench. So I started that and obviously you can be as involved as you want. It's like a club, but I would always be the one to step up to do stuff like that. Uh, you know, to cover, you know, field hockey games and volleyball games, you know, the less popular sports, but I would never hesitate to, to do that and get that experience. And then I thought I wanted to do sports for so long, but then these past couple semesters, I've had the opportunity to do more general news and politics. And I like that even more. And right now with the pandemic, jobs in, in sports reporting are, are kind of limited. So when I was looking to enter the market, I was like, you know what? There's jobs in news. I want to go into news and politics. And, and it's called general assignment, what I'll be doing. But it's great. And luckily enough, I'll have the opportunity to anchor uh, while I'm down in North Carolina. And I, I'm really excited for it. Nice. Uh, do you have a time slot yet? or? Yeah. So um, this is, uh, I don't know like exactly what week to week it'll look like, but I'll be a reporter right. like out in the field doing like a story three days a week. And then I will be the uh, anchor um, in the evenings, either the morning or the evening. I think the evening is where they have me slated now, but it, it could change. But yeah, I'll be a weekend anchor and then report three days a week. And I'll get two days off, obviously, as, uh, as Americans do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, um, who, so we can spread this more bigger then. I was going to ask you who your favorite sports commentator was, um, but I could also ask who is your favorite just news anchor period? Like who do you, whose work do you admire? Yeah, so there's a couple people. I mean, 
first comes to mind with sports, like someone who can anchor, do play-by-play even though he doesn't anymore, but like someone who can anchor a sports broadcast and do it better than anyone else uh, is Scott Van Pelt. Obviously, like I'm not just saying that because he's a terp and like I've met him and talk, had the pleasure to talk to him at length a couple times. Um, But he is just beyond, you know, he is the best at his job in a world at ESPN where everyone there is the best at their job. He is the best of the best. So he can anchor a sports cast like that. Play by play, my favorite guy for baseball um, is Michael Kay, who is the Yankees guy. He has been forever. He's my childhood, essentially. So he's my favorite guy for baseball. For all the other sports, basketball, football, it's uh, Kevin Harlan. He's the guy from the NBA 2K games. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> and he's in a ton of commercials. So Kevin Harlan is fantastic. He's done some college games as well for Maryland. I've never met him, though. He's, he's on my list. And then I guess for, for news anchor, um, I don't really have one right. in terms of like a favorite. I mean, I just, you know, all the ones who are the best are, are you know, Lester Holt, who's on, uh, on, on NBC. Um, David Muir on ABC World News is fantastic. So just any of those guys, and they all started, you know, similar to how I'm starting at a good journalism school, get a good first job and, and make the most of it. So you were the voice of Maryland baseball and you did a lot of Maryland sports. Uh, what, because I know there's a kind of a skewing, for example, if I'm watching NBC Washington and I'm watching a Wizards game, commentators are going to be a little bit, you know, whiz nation, you know what I'm saying? How do you strike that balance of being professional, calling the game, but still, you know, giving it for the home team. That's a great way to, 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 to answer that. So there's three different entities I'd say I've called games for. One of them is WMUC, who, hey. even though they're Maryland, you know, affiliated, they still call games down the, down the middle. Okay. And that's easy. I, I just through practice and through calling games have learned that when I'm, you know, calling a game for WMUC, I have, I don't have my fan, my Maryland fan hat on. I have my, you know, broadcaster hat on and I call it down the middle. I give equal time to both teams. I do sometimes tailor a little more towards the home team, which more often than not is Maryland. So I'll do that. Like I'll, I'll, you know, talk more about Maryland. Obviously I know more about Maryland and more often than not at home in basketball, especially Maryland is winning. So they're easier to talk about. It's always easier to talk about the winning team. So um, that's always good. But then for big 10 network, which is another one I call with, they, I got to be down the line with them because right. they're, you know, they're, they're unbiased television. Obviously, if it's a Maryland against a non-Big Ten team, then I spend a little more time on Maryland, but I'm never rooting for them. Um, but I'll talk more about them. But if it's a Big Ten team, I've got to be equal research. As good as I am with Maryland, I've got to be just as good with Iowa or Rutgers or Northwestern, any of those, because, uh, you know, I try and give them equal time. Uh, but then when it comes to baseball, Maryland, baseball is always a sport that, in my opinion, it should you should be able to listen to a little more of a biased take and that's how baseball always is so maryland i work for the maryland baseball network we are affiliated with maryland i you know the pregame interviews we only talk to maryland players and coaches um so we, yeah. <laughs> you know we'll say like that's a tough loss for the turps or something like that one thing like the the don'ts of broadcasting are like you never say unfortunately you never say like Obviously, if a guy gets hurt, you could say, like, unfortunately, like, for you always want to say, unfortunately for Maryland, unfortunately for Terps fans, they didn't win. You can never say, not unfortunately for me. <laughs> yeah, because you don't want to say that because then that, that's a bias. You don't want to say, of my like, views expressed are my own. <laughs> yeah. Like, you never want to say, like, oh, Hakeem Hart misses a three. That's tough. Like, it's right. not. 
if you're a fan of the other team, it's great. So you always want to, you know, call it right to the line, avoid those bias words. But in baseball, you could say it a little bit. You could say like, this guy's really struggling. You know, Terp's got to hope he picks it up. And that's how baseball should be. Cause that's how, that's how people talk about baseball. All right. All yeah. Right. Uh, when, when you talk about the Terps, do you, what's your go-to? Do you like saying, you know, Maryland X, or do you like saying good win for the Terps? Or sometimes you bust out the Terrapins. I never, I never write a script. I, the only thing I ever have scripted is when I click like begin or like my director, if I have a director for the broadcast says like, you're on it, you're on. I will always write my first couple of lines for like the welcome in. You know, I'll write like, I'll, you always want to set the scene. That's number one. So like while I'm, you know, sitting there waiting for the game to start, I'll jot a couple notes on my laptop, be like, the, my favorite one I had was like a women's basketball game against like two, it was Maryland and South Carolina, which were like both top 10 teams. Yeah. It was on a Sunday at one o'clock. So I, I wrote down something about like it being a Sunday matinee worthy of Broadway. Like, so Ooh, I said, okay. And I thought, otherwise I don't script anything except write it like the tip of a basketball game, kickoff or a football game, first pitch for race. So I always say it's my thing. I don't know why this started. I say it's time for blank sport here in location stadium or arena. So like Finn Scully always did. It's time for Dodger baseball. I'll do like, it's time for basketball here in college park. Maryland Stadium, something like that's always how, I, and then kickoff happens, and that's how you know it starts. Uh, before we go to our next music break, um, I wanted to ask, what's your favorite um, Sunday football uh, theme? You know, Fox, CBS, oh, cool. NBC. Uh, Fox, is the most, Fox is the most classic. And during the break, I'm going to show you something that we could talk about after. <laughs> um, but uh, Fox is the most classic. All of them hit though, like Sunday Night Football. If you've seen like on TikTok, people have like the Sunday Night Football ones. Um, you know, that's like, that's when your Sunday scaries kick in. So that's a good one. They're all good. My favorite's probably Fox, but they're all great. Uh, all right, guys, it's time. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. <laughs> this is, this is the best. This is about to hit so good. Oh, oh, come on. I mean, oh, wait, I gotta stop before we play it. Are you a fan of this song, Zach? Of this, oh my God, dude, this. You could you could play it in September and I will I will go nuts. <laughs> as soon as that first, oh my god, I'm just gonna play it, guys. You're listening to WMUC 88.1 FM in College Park. We'll be right back. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. I don't care about the present. Come to you. All I want for 
Welcome back. You're listening. Oh God, my voice cracked. Hold on. I gotta do that again. Welcome back. You're listening to 88.1 WMUC FM. We're here with Zach Solon, recent graduate, broadcast journalism, king, prince, lord, whatever you want to call him. He's graduate is fine. Graduate. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Just listen to Mariah Carey got me in this in this Christmas mood. Have you um have you heard about pudding.cool? Um, I haven't yet. Like my friends and I were talking about it vaguely, but I don't know what it is. I just did it before you started recording. Uh, it's this artificial intelligence. Look at me. I, I live in a comp sci house for like one semester and I call it artificial intelligence. It's this AI thing that it gives you give it access to your Spotify and it tells you how bad and basic your music tastes are. <laughs> so you know me, the kind of music I listen to. I listen to throwbacks, you know, as far back as the 70s and 80s, but I'll also listen to like 2000s music and whatnot. Right. So... But I share my Spotify account with my brother and he listens to more, you know, 2020 music. You know, I think our top song, like my top song on my Spotify was like Myron by Little Uzi, which I've like never listened to maybe <laughs> once or twice. But that was like my Spotify rap was all over the place because it was a mix of me and my brother's music. So let me see. Uh, can I do this live on air? Like find out what my music taste is? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Well, yeah, what was your... Uh... Right now. Do I remember my password? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody does. I always do the sign in with Facebook for every app, every everything I do. All right. Okay. Uh, it's, it'll be able to view my data. Do I care? No. It does okay. take a second. And, and, and it does it in a really good way. It narrates like step by step. Like it'll, it'll scroll. For example, for me... I listened to a little bit of Metallica, um, and yes, I started listening. Wait, it says like L O L O M G. It says like L O L O M G. Okay, hold up. Do you really listen to? Do you really listen to the Maryland Victory song? Which yeah. like I'll play it if like I'm in a group like after the Terps win a game. The so, AI's got some okay, attitude. Yeah, asking me if I share this account with someone else. So I'm going to say that, and it says yeah, totally. It's roasting me here. <laughs> no, it's so funny. It roasts the hell out of you. It says seeing plenty of rock, finding a lot of the Beatles, like a lot. Yeah. Oh boy, sublime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another great Queen stand. Oh, oh great, another Queen stand. You've been a lot point. of Billy Joel lately. You okay? Yeah, why or not? Yeah, why? Like I love Billy Joel. Like yeah, I'm 21 and probably like that's what was cool if you were 21 in the 80s. But <laughs> me first in the gimme gimmies, of course. One last thing, FMK, choose fast. All right, Billy Joel, Queen, and Green Day. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, that's rough. That's all, all, right. Right. all right, I'm going to go, oof. Sorry, Green Day, killing you. Uh, mm, F Queen, Mary, Billy Joel. Oof, okay. If I had to go fast, that's it. Whoa, have you been to Coachella? No, I've never been. I've never been to a music festival. That's ever in a big been to Coachella. Clearly, it's <laughs> been interesting. Let's see. Spotify was pretty good. JK. All right. <laughs> it like, for those of you at home, if you haven't seen this, it like types out the words like as I read them. Yeah. My Spotify was bad. <laughs> Retiree Softball League, <laughs> Skirt Skirt, Lin Manuel Miranda, <laughs> and Pat. Wait, that's crazy. Your that's obsession so with Billy Joel, trap music, and Hamilton. What? 
the ultimate Gen Z. Bad, bad, boomer, bad, wrote in Kanye for president, bad, comedy, <laughs> bad. This is going to go on for your whole 12 minute segment. And it's getting, I just got roasted by artificial intelligence. Oh I did not God. enjoy that at all. Why did you make me do that? <laughs> <laughs> That's so crazy, though. We were just talking like during the show, and you said, you know, you listen to theater, and uh, like it, it had the, or you did theater in high school, and it came up with Lin Manuel Miranda. What was the other thing I had at the beginning? I forgot. Oh, man. I got to go back to it now. It was like, oh. uh, uh, retiree softball league. Yes, yeah, softball Her league. You, you play baseball and you call I played, baseball. I played baseball. I played in a wiffle ball league over this summer. You know about it. Me and yes. Chuck, me and Ryan both played in it. You are <laughs> Ryan. We're both in it. We both are from the same hometown and we were in like a three on three, eight team uh, wiffle ball league that obviously we did safely because of COVID uh, over the summer, things were, were, you know, not as bad. Um, and like it nailed that, that on. So I guess yeah, I your bombers, pretty, uh, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. That was our team name. The bombers <laughs> uh, for sure. Uh, was our name. So yeah, it was a fun time. Uh, speaking of names, uh, Washington football team, first place in the NFC East. Just got to give them a little shout out very quickly. I'm a Giants um, fan. So in, yeah. <laughs> in terms of names, what do you think of the names that are out there? What do you think the team should go with? Um, you and me have talked about this actually. Yeah. Um, I'm blanking on the one that we said. Red Wolves was a good one. Um, what's the one that honors the Tuskegee Airmen? Was that the Red, Red Tails? Tails? Yeah. I like that one. That's a good one. Um, I wouldn't, I don't think they should stick with football team for very long. Like they should have a mascot to go with. Um, so yeah, I like Red Wolves, Red Tails. You have to keep the colors because the colors are yeah. still iconic. And obviously I don't think there's anything wrong with those. I don't think many people are associating the colors with the old name. Right. So, uh, so yeah, Red Wolves, Red Tails, I think both work. Red um, Wolves. And if you're moving off of that, I mean, obviously you have the Washington Capitals, the Washington Wizards, which are both more creative names, but you could go something more traditional with like an animal or something like that. So, um, I heard football club, they might change it to as well. That's not the, <laughs> the thing with the thing with those names as well is, um, with, for example, you have Liverpool football club, right? That's, that's a bad example. Actually, let's say Manchester United football club, right? And it's like, oh, they're so cool. They don't even have a mascot. They do. They, they're called the Red Devils, but it's not in their official name. It's not I mean, like soccer like, teams don't have. <laughs> yeah. In, uh, in, in sport, like college sports, you always call the team by their like school name, Maryland or Clemson or like Michigan. Yeah. But in the pros, you don't say like, oh, the Yankees are playing. Like obviously in this one case this year with Washington, you do. But you don't say like, oh, the Yankees are playing Seattle. You more often than not say the Mariners. Mm-hmm. like that's but like you know in college when you're watching a game they're going to say it's maryland versus wisconsin mm-hmm. just the way it works so it, it is interesting no not many people call them the badgers especially michigan no one calls them the wolverines um, i dig the uh i dig though how you can just call them the football team and people know exactly what team you're talking about yeah like, i don't know scott hansen the guy who does red zone like one time was like touchdown football team and i'm like no that's not what they like even the management like that's not what they meant when they yeah. did that they want <laughs> them to be called washington like the, the jerseys don't say football team like washington is just yeah their name it's right just now. supposed to be washington which um, is like, good that works <laughs> there was that guy that uh the what's it called the the cranberry juice tiktok guy um, on the skateboard. Yeah, did you see his COVID? He's a Washington fan. What? Really? 
Yeah, I saw like last week he has COVID or something. It's crazy. Damn it. <laughs> 2020 sucks. Uh, yeah. um, I almost personally... over, What's up? 2020 is almost over, though. Yeah. Sorry, there was a little bit of delay there. Um, my my thing when they when they first announced that they were changing the name, my first thought was to name them the Americans, because there is no other team in American sports named the Americans, and we're also the nation's capital. And if you wanted to go a step further, might be controversial, but if you kept the Native American imagery, you would actually be acknowledging Native Americans as the true Americans. Now, they probably won't do that because that's, you know, you got to cut thin lines and it's... Yeah, to, to an extent they do, they do want to move. Like, I, it is a, it, it's a, it's a, it's yeah. quite the idea, but obviously I think they want to move on. Yeah. Same thing with the Cleveland Indians, uh, baseball team, they're they also going to move on, but they're that's still right. using the name for the next year. That's right. Which what is, do you think they're going to do? Interesting, but everything. They, they used to be the Cleveland Spiders. Uh, the Cleveland Spiders used to be the team uh, back then. Cool. Uh, Cleveland Rocks is the funny one that you used there. <laughs> Obviously, they got the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame there. So and it's yeah. just, It should be spelled R-O-X. Just <laughs> oh, wait. That would be cool for baseball. <laughs> wait. <laughs> Did we just come up with something? Tweet at the Cleveland... Cleveland Rocks. Cleveland Rocks man. <laughs> oh man. We should actually buy the, the copyright just before uh <laughs> before them so that we can get some money off of it. Yes. As someone did that with uh you know the Washington football team. They uh trademarked like a bunch of different names. Like I know the Generals was one, Monuments was one. This one guy just like bought all of these like 10 years, 15 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> monuments, the Washington monuments. <laughs> That's not happening. That's not happening. Please, <laughs> for the love of God. Because yeah, they whatever happens, people will like the name and people will hate the name and they will get over it and they will move on. <laughs> they did it with the Wizards. Um, when they changed the, from the Bullets to the Wizards, they had a fan vote, right? And they the other names were the Express, the Seahorses, I think. Like they were really bad. <laughs> they were really rough. <laughs> um, so I, my mom had the idea of the spinsters for the wizards back when they changed their name. Cause uh, you have, what was that? No, it's a cool name. I like that. It, Cause it's like uh, in DC, like all the newspapers and all the media, they all spin stories. Um, and I don't know. It just gives me the vibe of basketball. Like if you have the spinsters, I don't know. And then it would be a spinning basketball logo. You never know, man. <laughs> we're shrugging very, for everyone listening, we're shrugging very hard. And that. I don't know. I mean, I'm a Yankee fan. We have like the interlocking NY, which is one of the most iconic but unoriginal logos out there. And I'm a Giants fan who have the side-by-side -side NY. <laughs> and, and I'm a Maryland fan who use an M with the Maryland flag, which they will uh, put on everything if they got the chance to <laughs> Zach just, just pulled out his mail and flag. I have in my room. I got a hat right here that looks like I'm like for the next four years, Maryland. <laughs> Commitment day is that what it's called? Decision day? What is it called? Uh, signing day for athletes. Signing day. What it's called? It was last week for football. Terps got the rest a of us, good for the rest of us proles. It's just uh, 
this is, just pick whatever school you're going to today. <laughs> Admissions day. Shirt day. It's like uh, let's let's tell your self worth with one decision. Um, yeah, right. Before we go, that's a whole different show. <laughs> <laughs> before we go, I wanted to ask, um, not to get too deep or anything, but being a grad right now, like what's going through your head? Um, do you you got a job lined up, obviously, um, but what's next for you? Yeah, I mean that's kind of one thing that I'm fortunate with is that I decided that instead of taking some time off this semester because uh, I graduated early, which was my original plan, was to just kind of chill until the summer. That was my plan even pre-pandemic. But then throughout the semester, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be really bored if I'm sitting at home, which I have been just these past couple of days. So let me see if I can get into the job market. And I'm fortunate enough that I have something lined up for the end of January and I'm looking forward to it. So that's just kind of what I am right now. Like my state of mind is calm yet excited. Like right now I'm calm because everything is pretty much taken care of. I'm about to lock in an apartment. I'm about to buy a car. And then after that, I'm, I'm black until, uh, until then. And otherwise I'm, I'm, I'm relaxed. And then I'm excited to start, you know, start a new chapter out of college. You know, I'm, I'm a long drive from college park, but I'm not far away. I'm still on the East coast. So, uh, you know, I, I think I'll, uh, I'll be okay. And then if I don't like it, I can always do something else. Yeah. That's fantastic. I had an epiphany the other day of tell me about the epiphany. Once you <laughs> once you graduate, uh, and you could tell me this is wrong, but when when you're going through school, like you go through middle school, high school, college, you always have these goals ahead of you that are very structured. You know, they're it's uh, graduate on time, uh, or get a high GPA, do well in your classes. You have very clear goals, you know, benchmarks that you want to reach. Um, I feel like after when you graduate, you have to start making those goals for yourself. You have to say, you know, in five years, I want to be able, um, you know, for example, in your case, maybe like I want to be anchoring primetime news or something. I don't know if that happened in five years, but you have to set these goals for yourself. And I just realized how, you know, in college, they keep telling you goal setting, goal setting. Um, it might be important after. I don't know. Do you agree? Do you get that? When I was interviewing for jobs, one common question is, where do you see yourself in five years? And my answer is, you know, first off, I say, I, I'd be lying to you if I tell you I want to be doing the same thing. But my thing is, I always want to be getting better. I know I have not, just because I finished college and got uh, got a job that I like, doesn't mean my work is done. I've got to go and I got to do a good job and I got to get better. And I don't think, see, for me, I always like chasing a higher level. So obviously, like, I'm not a perfectionist, but I'm also never, you know, I'm never one to say, okay, I like where I'm at right now. Let's chill. I can do that for a short period of time, but I'm always looking to improve and make myself better, make my reporting better, make my sports broadcast better every single day, dude. So that's, that's kind of my, I never had like set goals. It was just like, you know, if my GPA one semester was at, you know, a three, six next semester, let's do a three, seven. And if right. I don't meet it, you do it next semester. That's it. Words of wisdom, words of wisdom from the king of UND Broadcast Journals. I'm going to keep calling him to make him uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, dude, thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, it was a lot of fun. This was fun. Anytime, man. Uh, I don't know about any time. I'm not a student anymore. I don't know if people <laughs> want to hear, hear my perspective anymore. Man's got a job. <laughs> he don't got all this free time on his hands. Uh, when do you start, by the way? 
uh, late January, the 25th, I think is my first day, but I'll be training for a few weeks before I'm on air. I don't know nice. when that will be, but hopefully sooner rather than later. Nice. Where can people find you on uh, social media? Social media, uh, at Zach Solon, Z-A-C-H-S-O-L-O-N on Twitter. Instagram, same thing, but an underscore in between Zach and Solon. Uh, I'm, I'm keeping an active tally of how many people have underscored. The guy who has Zach Solon straight through on Instagram has not posted anything in like 10 years. <laughs> and I've reported the account so many times to make my Twitter and Instagram the same. But uh, alas, no. Oh, so. man. Eminent domain him. Uh, by the way, our music theme. I forgot to actually say, but it was Christmas. I don't know. Whoa, <laughs> Whoa really? No way. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. But um, Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, happy holidays. Um, I was going to say Happy New Year, but we do got a show on New Year's Eve. It will be a New Year. It will be a 2020 wrap up. So that should be fun. What time on New Year's Eve? 5 p.m. on 88.1 WMUCFM. That's a great way to. To end your 2020 if I've ever heard it. So, <laughs> all right, man. Thanks for coming on. Uh, you've been listening to By the Way with Amir K. Um, and yeah, Merry Christmas. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. <laughs> <laughs>